welcome back to the PCB. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll hop into it. So, kind of want to talk about travel, uh, something that's kind of restricted right now with all the COVID going around. And uh, the first time I ever traveled was in '88. My mom took me and my brother, uh, not with my dad. It should have been a sign, you know, I, I was a dumb kid. I'm still dumb, but. You know, didn't realize, you know, our, our parents were already heading down the road to Splitsville. But in any case, uh, mom took us to a multi, uh, took us on a multi-nation trip. We went to Fujian province in China, to Hong Kong. So that was a still British possession at the time. Uh, to Taiwan and to Australia, where my mom's older sister, one of my mom's older sisters lived, and still is. Uh, her husband did pass uh, recently in the last year or so, just found out actually. My mom's side is kind of not good at keeping in touch, we'll just leave it at that. But, you know, it was quite interesting, you know, being about eight at the time. And uh, some of the highlights I remember is you know, we took a train. Um, I think we ended up in Hong Kong first, and you know we. Uh, and Hong Kong is very tight for space. Um, I don't know about nowadays. I'm assuming it still is because I think uh, the prices for real estate are still through the roof. But at the time we rented a room, not like, uh, you know, like a whole apartment condo unit, but just one room, in a condo unit, you know, for our stay there. I think we were there for a week, and. You know, me and, me and the bro, we were dying because this is the first time we had ever faced, you know, heat, you know, in the 30s centigrade and 100% humidity. And, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time in the air-conditioned room because we couldn't deal with the heat. Uh, we actually watched some cartoons uh, that hadn't made it our, over to our side yet, uh, including um, Thunderbirds 2086, which was not uh, very well-received. Um very much a radical departure from the original puppeteer uh, version and Saber uh, Rider Star Sheriffs which is they're pretty good I think still you know against the test time I think it still does decently um, but you know some of the things noted in Hong Kong it smelled um, I think uh, the translation from Cantonese to English is uh, fragrant harbor, and um, they don't think they wanted that kind of fragrance to be uh, advertised. And there were signs for pit areas with high pickpocket uh, pickpocket activity, which is quite interesting because uh, Edmonton in '88 was very small, you know, maybe 300,000 people at the time. You know, and Hong Kong was in the millions of people. So it was just something we are not used to. Uh, those are the highlights from Hong Kong. I think we took a train to Fujian province and um, it was quite interesting because, uh, you know, to there were no seat, uh, like, you know, high seat toilets like we would uh, are used to in the West. But it was kind of like a, a hunch, um, uh, kind of a crouch uh, thing, kind of 
little seat area and it didn't go into a bowl or holding tank or anything it just dumped right onto the tracks so it was quite a surprise first time I went to go take a leak <laughs> and when I flipped the 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 seat up and all I see is like tracks just kind of uh, flying past underneath it kind of freaked me out I think I eventually uh, went and I was kind of I had some fun you know it's like ah, I'm peeing on really fast moving tracks you know being the dumbass that I am but uh, yeah you know met uh, I think my mom's one of my mom's cousins in um, Hujin their family and I'm not sure what festival it is I'm actually very bad with um, the Chinese festivals I'm a little more in tune with the Vietnamese ones but still not as much you know. a little a little whitewash as some people call it but there were fireworks and uh, you know there's little chains of uh, kind of finger length fireworks and you know I noticed one hadn't ex hadn't exploded so I picked it up like an idiot and I was staring at it and I think I, I was getting yelled at you know, for not for not to not pick it up and it exploded in my hands and I'm lucky it didn't blow off fingers um, but uh, yeah I don't remember much else from Fujian I think we went on to Taiwan from there we went uh, to um, little kind of a tiny tiny world kind of place it's still open I don't remember the exact name it was um, quite interesting I got, got quite a few pictures I scanned and uh, kind of kept as a part of our family family photo book and um, but yeah kind of neat glad it's still open I can't talk to one guy he still got um, uh, he went there uh, afterwards like recently so and I checked their website and stuff it was kind of neat remembering their uh, bothering um, live guard he was guarding a memorial of some type you know being a dumb kid of course right and it's like you know is he is he real is he alive is he a robot right I think I yelled out to you know stop bothering him oh yeah and um, in the hotel in Taiwan like being bro like you know being younger we would go to sleep early right so the my mom and her brother would uh, you know just kind of leave us in the hotel room and uh, we would you know sleep sleep and whatnot and you know go and have supper you know decent late night supper or um, or you know do some have some activities without you know as kid pestering them uh, but I used to sleepwalk and I remember I was being sh shaken awake by a security guard and I left the hotel room and went down the stairs and you know running into a stranger uh, you know you know security guard not understanding you know, his Mandarin and I freaked out and somehow I remembered um, uh, w which room we were in right and you know, dumb me thought, uh, you know, my mom and my uncle abandoned me and started crying, like, you know, like a baby. Cried a lot when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, they're crying, thinking, like, you know, they, you know, they just ditched, uh, ditched us, or ditched me anyways. 
and um, you know, until they came back and they were like, why? You know, I got yelled at for, you know, leaving the hotel room. I was like, I didn't want to. It just happened, right? Any case. Uh, so, well, that was some not good times. Um, well, it was good times. But the sleepwalking, I, I grew out of it, thankfully. Then it was off to Australia. And uh, so another clue that I think... My mom like told me later uh, that she wanted to move us from Canada to Australia to be with her sister. She was closer with the sister. She and her, like her oldest sister, uh, I think it was the oldest, lives in Toronto, but I don't think she was close to her. But you know, my mom uh, worked the the farmers market with uh, her sister for a little bit. Um, I got enrolled in Australian school, and I learned, I discovered the joy of Australian meat pies. Uh, fantastic stuff, you know. Still love them to this day. Um, don't know what's in them. Don't really care. They are very tasty. Uh, I've tried uh, some made here in Canada, made by some expats, and they're they're okay. I, you know, it's you know, when it's made outside its home region, it becomes kind of a specialty as something as opposed to something that's just ubiquitous where it's originally made. Um, and I think, like, part of, you know, part of uh, school, from what I remember, they were saying, saying the Australian National Anthem, I had to learn that. I forgot it now. But I think we also learned Waltz and Matilda, which has been called uh, Australia's second national anthem. That I remembered. And I think I learned it there because uh, when I came back to Canada and came back to school as part of um, coursework, for learning about Australia, we actually learned about it, and I was excited because I actually knew it. Um, I think I still screwed it up, or like the lyrics, or the version we learned was a little bit different than the the one I learned in Australia. In any case, there's that. Um, I remember what I learned. Uh, there's one day I didn't take a nap and was falling asleep. We went to a fancy dinner where they served squab, um, which is farm or wild wild pigeon. And it blew my mind because, you know, normally you don't eat pigeon. Like, we don't eat pigeon in Canada because they're, you know, especially in their city, they're dirty. And they're like, you know, rats. Um, so it was kind of bizarre, right? And I was picky eater as a kid. And, um, you know, I think I was making a fuss. I think I yelled at. Um, what else happened in Australia? No, it's... There's probably more. My memory is terrible, and I do have brain damage. Um, but yeah, I did like it there. And actually, my dad had gone there before us, and he, and uh, he had come back to take care of the house, I think, and that's why he wasn't there with us. But um, he uh, he was against moving to, moving to uh, Australia because he hated the Melbourne winter because it was really dusty. It doesn't get that cold, like maybe around zero, maybe it cold as minus 10 degrees Fahrenheit. But uh, he really hated the, the dust storms. And I remember uh, my mom telling me and uh, I actually embarrassed myself in school because I thought we were moving for sure. And you know, I was telling people it's kids at school, but we never did. And you know, kids mocked me for not, not doing so. 
I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, kids. I, I don't know if um, if we had what would have happened. You know, so those, you know, you you play that little game, you think about, uh, you know, what could have been, but sometimes you remember, you know, where you are, when you are. Um, but yeah. And uh, uh, you know, it's that bit of travel, I think, you know, kind of started a little bit, right? Next time I traveled, um, was with my, my dad and the bro again. This time to visit my dad's relatives, and this is in '94, and this is the first time you know we, you know, met anyone from my dad's. My dad was the only person in his family who had ever left uh, Vietnam, and for like he was actually the first person to move away from his, the town he was. I, I was gonna say little town, but it's not that little, um, you know. And uh, he, you know, he moved to the city. And you know, later on, like I have cousins, like you know, uh, cousins I don't really know very well who moved to the city. Actually, quite a few people, and you know, like in any uh, country that you know moves on in their through their industrial development cycle, right? You know, you move to where the jobs are, right? You know, to the industrial towns or cities or and whatnot, more opportunity. And uh, now that was quite interesting too. And for, one of the things my dad said, uh, he's like, you know, even though we had gone through a period of time where we had lived on uh, social assistance, he said. You know, you guys don't know how, how good you got it, right? You know, don't know what poverty is really like. You know, when we when we go to Vietnam, right? You'll see. Um, and it we did. It was quite the eye opener because they installed um, my relatives installed a toilet for us. It didn't actually have like a tank, you know, to flush it. We had to manually fill up. Uh, um, you know, a bucket, and then pour it in, and it would then it would drain, right? So we had to be our own toilet flusher, you know. But they they said, you know, before they they just kind of, you know, had this pad. Um, so my my dad's older sister aunt lived next door, cause uh, right next door to my grandma's place. Uh, you know, they lived side by side, and when they you know came out and like they kind of had like you know kind of this little uh, kind of plastic fencing around uh, you know, this concrete pad area where you know the ladies just kind of crouch down and do their business, and then they you know they open the tap to wash it away, and it drains of the probably a pond of some kind. And you know, seeing it, you know, it's just like I think that you know she saw me staring, and it's like no, this is this is normal, like normal for her, and it wasn't for me or my bro. Um, and remember, uh, you know, because at that point, you know, teenager and kids still, me and my bro, you know, we got hung out with the other kids, like, um, both, uh, uh, you know, our cousins and, you know, cousins' friends or, you know, just neighbors. And there's one kid I remember, you know, I don't know if he's still alive, actually, but, uh, I have to ask my dad. And he, I uh, said, hey. You, I bet you've never seen this. And he ran over to this pond, and uh, there was a little stilt hut 
you know, and kind of went up the little ramp to get to the stilt hut, and, uh, you know, he, he started dropping deuces, right? And, you know, as the deuces fell, like, about, you know, probably, like, 10, 15 feet to the pond below, you know, these fish are jumping up and eating it. And me and the bro were like, whoa, that, that's gross, but that's weird. It was, it was quite bizarre. Um... I guess other cultural differences. Um, cause I, you know, my dad ended up being a city guy, and I'm pretty sure if we, he had never left Vietnam, I probably would end up just being a city guy too. And so, rural things, and so people from rural areas probably gonna get laugh at this. So, um, when we got there, there were four white ducks. Uh, the wings were clipped so they couldn't fly, and they were being raised. You know, the grandma and family were raising them. Right, and you know, men were feeding them, and then later that day, we had duck curry. You know, I'm not dad dumb. I was able to put two into the. I could not eat it, and you know, it just blew my you know fragile, naive little mind. You know, by something that I just fed that morning it was now feeding me that afternoon. But uh, no. That was interesting for sure. There's a bit more to it, but I've gone rambling on long enough. And yeah, let me talk a little bit more about family too at the next part. But uh, well, this is the end of January 2021. Uh, it's a little chilly outside. Thanks for listening, and uh, I guess we'll catch you on the next one. Take care. <laughs>